Welcome to the ghost train. Tickets, please. Take your seat and enjoy the ride. All aboard! <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome on board the Ghost Train Podcast, the podcast that dives right into the freaky and creepy world of the paranormal. Now this week I thought I would dive into the top haunted places in Canada that you can visit, and if you choose to, you can stay overnight. Most of these places are hostels or hotels, so if you're planning to do some traveling to Canada over the holidays, take some notes, get your ghost hunting gear packed, and get ready to get spooked. Alright, here we go. So Fort Gary Hotel, this is in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and you may ask yourself, why do I need to go to Fort Gary Hotel? Well, there are several reports of people staying in room 202 and seeing the ghost of a woman. It is said that she died in the room and now haunts this hotel. Now this next one is in Victoria, British Columbia, the James Bay Inn. Now why do you need to go here? It is said the ghost of Emily Carr, a Canadian artist and writer, died within the hotel and haunts the guests. Now the next one is the Ottawa Jail in Ottawa, Ontario. And why you need to go here is that you can sleep in a jail cell at the haunted former prison. Be warned, this hostel is listed by Lonely Planet as one of the most spookiest places in the world. And I was actually thinking about this. It was episode two of the ghost train. I was talking with Ashley and she was telling me that she stayed at the Ottawa jail and something followed her home, a very dark entity that was now living in her home. So be warned. She was getting scratched. Lots of crazy stuff was going on in her house. So be warned about the Ottawa jail. Okay. The next one is the Fairmont Le Chateau Frontenac in Quebec City, Quebec. Now you need to go here because there is a high amount of paranormal activity reported at this hotel. Guests claim that they have seen the ghosts of Louis Dubois, the 17th century governor general, and a woman in white lurking in the shadows. Now the Fairmont Hotel in Vancouver, British Columbia, is also known to be haunted and you can stay overnight there. And why you need to go check this place out is because at this hotel, you might see the ghost known as the Lady in Red. She is said to haunt the first and the 14th floor plus the elevators. Now the next one is the Algonquin Resort, St. Andrews by the Sea. Now this is in St. Andrews, New Brunswick, and you need to check this place out because this hotel is said to be the most haunted spot in New Brunswick. Now the Fairmont Chateau Laurier, now this place is also in Ottawa, Ontario, and you need to check this place out because the original owner of the hotel actually died on the Titanic and tragically he never got to attend the opening of this hotel. So today his ghost is said to roam the hallways of this hotel. Ooh, lots of freaky places to check out, that's for sure. I think the one that really stands out to me is the jail in Ottawa. Just That's just so creepy and I don't even know how Ashley was able to do that and then to have that thing follow her home. but. I think that that one just intrigues me the most because I, I think that just because I've heard a first-hand story of someone actually going there, it just makes me really want to check that place out. Okay, so this week's ghost story comes from Reddit user Killer Orange Cat. It's all about local legends in their hometown. Here we go. Next stop, local legends. All aboard! 
Okay, GT passengers, the story I'm going to tell you now is from Reddit user Killer Orange Cat. And the story goes like this. There's a local legend in my town about a ghost that supposedly haunts the area. I've always found the story of what happened a lot scarier, though, than the idea of there actually being a ghost. I suppose that's because before this, I had always really been skeptical on the idea that ghosts could even exist. Anyways, the legend goes that there was a young man on his way home from work when his car died, and since it was on a more rural road, there were no payphones for him to call for help. So he had to get out of his car and then try to walk to the nearest home in order to find a phone to call for help. Now while this man was walking, he crossed over a bridge spanning over a small creek. That night, there was a man in the area who saw him approaching the bridge. The man under the bridge was a robber and a murderer who didn't have any money. As the man began to cross the bridge, the robber attacked him. Intending to kill him and take his money, he succeeded in stabbing the man and pulling him under the bridge. However, the man wasn't dead and had a knife on him as well. When the robber had him under the bridge, he began going through his pockets for his wallet and any other possessions he may have had. The man got up and stabbed the robber right in the heart and then both men died under that bridge. Now, to a degree, I've found the story a bit honky. I mean, if both men died, how did anyone ever know exactly what happened to them? Sounds like there would be no one around to tell the tale. But I guess that's the thing with legends. They don't need to come across as completely believable as long as they are enjoyable. When I was 16 years old, I had been over at a friend's house pretty late. His dad was in bed, and by the time I was ready to go home, I didn't feel like calling my parents. It was actually a pretty beautiful night out with a large, beautiful, bright, full moon. So I decided I'd go ahead and take a walk home. It would be a long walk, but I figured it'd be worth it. Now, although I did always find the story honky, that doesn't mean I didn't find it scary. Some of the scariest things out there are honky, and I had to cross the bridge to get home. It was a bit after one in the morning when the bridge came into view. Now, I can admit, I was feeling pretty nervous about having to cross this bridge. As I mentioned before, you don't have to believe a scary story in order to find it scary. I just knew that I would feel so much better after I got across the bridge and was on my way home. I slowly put my foot down on the bridge, and of course, once I did, it began to finally feel really silly. But then I looked to the side of the bridge and saw something I will never forget. A man was dragging another man under the bridge. I then heard a blood-curdling scream. I ran to the other side of the bridge and jumped down the bank, ready to help the man being attacked. But when I was there, there was no trace of anyone under the bridge. There was no signs of an attack. There was no indication anyone other than me had been there. I turned around and I ran home and I swore I would never, ever walk that way home on my own again. <laughs> That's pretty freaky stuff. Witnessing what I believe to be a residual haunting like that is just too crazy. Especially one so gruesome like that with a double death. 
Oh, God, that's just so creepy to me. What do you think? That's got to be a residual haunting, don't you think? Have you ever witnessed any kind of residual haunting like that in your life? That, to me, is just so creepy, but still, at the same time, really cool. But it's just too unfortunate that you can't interact with them and try and help them out in, in some way or form. All right, Ghost Train Passengers, that's it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you have a scary story that you want me to read on the Ghost Train, contact me on social media and send it on over. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook. You can just search at Ghost Train Podcast. And on Twitter, hit me up. I've changed it over to Ghost Train Pod. And don't forget to check out my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Podcast. Now, this is a place where you can get shout-outs, Ghost Train Podcasts early, and know that you're supporting the Ghost train podcast head on over check it out if it's something you're interested in awesome until the next ghost train gets in the station good luck sleeping tonight (laughs) 